Good evening. How's everybody? All right. We are going to sing Come and Dine. That's just not food. That's come and dine and get fed from the Word, from God's Word out of the Bible. So uh, Jesus has a table spread. It's up with him anytime. Why don't we stand and sing this? I'm sorry, you sit down. I know. You, you say something. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen people, come and dine. With his manna he doth fed and supplieth every need. Oak is sweet to sup with Jesus all the time. Come and dine, the master calleth, come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitude turned the water into wine. To the hungry calleth now, come and dine. The disciples came to land, dusty Rather have Jesus.
I was thinking as I was coming in, I felt like my petticoat showing. <laughs> I don't wear petticoats, but that's what it feels like. I don't wear a shirt with the shirt tail not tucked in very often. Praise God you're here tonight. It's a little bit cool and a little bit dampish outside. Got a feeling it's going to get a little bit cooler and maybe a whole lot more damp in the time to come. I will remind you we will not have Wednesday night meal this coming Wednesday night. We'll meet back in here. We won't meet over there. We'll meet in here, and we'll kick them off the next Wednesday night as far as the Wednesday night meals and all, okay? I, uh, I uh, covet your prayers. I have a couple of procedures this coming week. Uh, actually, after I pray after tomorrow, you can't call me a knothead anymore, I hope. You're supposed to take the knots off my head. And then I have another procedure on Tuesday, and uh, Upper Lord GI and Brother Bill will be leading the service on Wednesday night. And just don't know what I'll feel like after all that. But anyway, I ask you to be in prayer for us as they're doing all of this stuff, trying to prove that that I qualify for that Watchman device that uh, Dr. Riley desires to have put in me. And you have to qualify for those things. So that's what you're trying to accomplish. So I covet your prayers for me and Miss Sherry, and again, we thank you for honoring our mother so greatly yesterday. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. This morning as we were talking about Saul, we said, and he preached boldly and powerfully in the name of Jesus. He took no credit. He didn't preach in any religion. He preached Jesus. Tonight I want us to look at how the world looked at Jesus and how even some of his own apostles did. 16, verse 13 and following. Chapter 16 of Matthew, verse 13 and following. And when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that the Son of Man I am? And so they said, Some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? That's my question to us tonight. Who do we say Jesus is? Is he just our Lord and Savior? Is he truly our Redeemer? Is he truly the master of our lives, who is Jesus to us? Now, it's real easy to say, well, I know he's my Lord. I know he's my Savior. I know he died on the cross for me, and, and I know because of my belief in him and trust in him, I'll spend eternity in heaven because I'm guaranteed that my name's written in the Lamb Book of Life if I trust him as Lord and Savior. 
But what about between that time that you acknowledge him as Lord and Savior and when you get to glory? What about in this time while we're sitting right here in the church, when we're on our jobs, when we're working with our grandchildren or our children or whatever it is God has us doing, who is Jesus to us? Over in Luke, chapter 9, verse 18, it says, And it happened as he was alone praying that his disciples came to him and he asked them, saying, Who does the crowd say I am? And so they answered and said, John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say that you're one of the old prophets who has risen again. And he, Jesus said to them, but who do you say I am? He's asked them twice. Who do you say I am? I mean, this may have been the same happening, very likely. But it's recorded twice. And I think when it's recorded like that, it's something we need to look at and look at it real close as to actually who do we say Jesus is. Are we saying, like the crowd, are we really saying as Peter said? Now listen, and Peter said, and Simon Peter answered and said, I'm back in Matthew, and Simon Peter answered and said, you're the Christ the son of the living God. Now I want you to know that he covered two areas here. You're the Christ. You're the Savior. You're also the son of God. He's also the son of God. Folks, we need to acknowledge not only is Jesus our Lord and Savior, but he is the son of God. And, when he be, and in being the son of God, we know that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are of one mind. So actually, when Peter says this, I know you're the Christ, I know you're the Savior, but I also acknowledge the fact that you're God. You're God's Son, and you are in accord with God. So in our lives, in our, in our everyday thinking, we need to come to the point of saying not only who do I believe Jesus is, but in what place in my life do I put him? Do I put him as just my Savior? Or do I put him as God's Son? What place in my life? You know, we're all of us are guilty of assigning positions for things in our lives. What's really, really important to us? One of the most important things in my entire life, sitting right there. You want to get on my bedside? You mistreat her. You'll be on my bedside or you can blink your eye. But at the same time, the most important thing in my life is the love for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that love is based upon the fact that he is the Son of God and 
God in flesh when he came to this earth. So we prioritize different folks in different areas and different ways in our life. So how do you have Jesus prioritized in your life? Do you say, do when you get in a bad spot, when things are really, really bad, whenever everything looks dim and, and looks like it's just, you know, it's just getting ready to drop off the end of the earth, do we then get out and say, oh, Lord, God, please help me? Or do we have that time every day that we go to God? Do we have that time every day that we go to the Christ? Do we have that time every day that we go to God's Son and spend that time with Him, not in a time of crisis, but a time of fellowship, a time of communications, a time of comfort through God the Holy Spirit as he flows through us. I have found in my own life it's a whole lot easier to ask God to help me when I got, when I, when I got alligators pulling up to here if I've talked to him on a regular basis every day. I've told you all this before, and it always comes to my mind when I think about praying and all. Little Geneva Brainerd used to sit about right in there. Little Geneva, if I got to talking about her, preaching about prayer, or talking to God, she'd hold her hand up and she says, I talk to God all the time. In fact, he knows me on a first name basis. And she did. She wasn't just talking. Folks, we all need to be in that position. Who do you say Jesus is? Not just in name, not just in title, but who is he in your life? He's important. The people said, the crowd said that he is John the Baptist. The crowd said, well, he's one of Elijah. The crowd said, well, he's one of the old prophets that's come back to life. And he said, Peter, Peter answered and he said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Folks, if you really want to get close to God, you've got to get down with God the Holy Spirit. It doesn't come through flesh and blood. He says, listen, through God the Holy Spirit, you understand beyond most. And he says, flesh and blood do not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. It excites me from time to time, whenever I realize that I've really had a good communication with God. Now, I don't know if y'all ever have that or not, but, you know, yeah, I pray, and yeah, I read, and, and I study, and I, I say, okay, Holy Spirit, speak to me. But there are times, there are times when I feel like that God's just right there. 
not just sitting right there. Someone said this to me this morning. I'm not sure. I think it may have been Roman. I'm not sure. Said one of the things that always impressed her when she visited with Mother was Mother would say, well, I pray to God, and I talk to him like he's sitting right there, person to person. Folks, that's the that's relationship we need with God. That we're just talking to him, person to person. We're not getting into any big spiritual mode. We're just talking to our Heavenly Father. And here Jesus says to Peter, Peter, nobody taught you this. God the Father has revealed it to you. And folks, if we will... Get down with God and let him communicate with us. He'll teach us things that we'll never learn or on our own. I guarantee you. You ask anybody that's been preaching or teaching for any length of time, and they'll tell you, God teaches them things that they never learn. I, uh, Miss Cherry used to say it. She still does every once in a while. She said, I recognize whenever something comes out of your mouth, that you didn't know. And that happens every once in a while. I'll be just preaching along and a thought will come out and you know, I, I, you don't, I hope I don't say it, but sometimes I won't say, wow, where'd that come from? Because God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, ministers to us and speaks to us. And he says, and the Father in heaven taught you this. And he said... And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Folks, you know, he's not saying that the church was built on Peter. Peter was just a little pebble, a rock. The church was built on Jesus. But he's looking for those like Peter that are willing to be led and taught by God the Holy Spirit. He's looking for those that will communicate with God and accommodate God when he speaks to him. And he says back over in Luke, let me read. So they answered and said to him, John the Baptist, Elijah, other prophets that are raised from the dead. And Jesus said to him, but who do you say I am? And Peter answered. Christ of God. We can go on and on. But I ask you, who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say Jesus is? If you were to sit down today, tonight, and we were to pass out a piece of paper around and say, okay, write on that who Jesus is in your opinion, in your mind, in your priority, who is Jesus? I think one of the most important things for us as a church 
for us as individuals, teachers, preachers, mamas, daddies, grandmas, grandpas, friends, relatives, brothers and sisters. One of the most important things for us to do is come to the point of agreeing, not about what color the carpet is, not about whether the lights are on or off or the heat's up or down, but agreeing about who Jesus is and what his priority is in our church. So you see, folks, I'm not the boss around here. The rubber meets the road here with a few decisions, but I'm not the boss. God's the boss. This church is built upon Jesus Christ. And we have got to come to that agreement amongst the body. Talk about Jesus. Who is Jesus? Who do you say if someone stops you out there market? If someone just to walk up to you and say, Don, while you was working on a awning, Don, I know you go to church. Who is Jesus? How are we going to answer? And I'm not asking you to answer that, Don, I know. But that's what I'm talking about. We've got to be, as Peter said, Lord, all the world saying you're this. But I know. And you can know, and you can know, and you can know. You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And folks, I believe with all of my heart, it will revolutionize our thinking, our worship, our prayer, our study, our entire ministry at Montgomery. If we will come together and agree who Jesus truly is. Not just a Savior way off out there, but alive and active in my heart and through the Holy Spirit in our lives. I pray you'll join with me in the weeks, months, maybe years ahead as to what God wants done right here. And we realize who Jesus is to the nth degree to the point we go to Jesus before we go anywhere else. Father, I thank you, and I praise your name, that you give us the opportunity as your children to acknowledge your son, not just as Lord and Savior, but to acknowledge him as your son, to acknowledge him as being part of the Godhead, to acknowledge him the maker that makes all things possible. Thank you that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you give us the opportunity to draw close to him. 
to understand more and more from your word. Father, that we can be as strong, as bold as Peter was as he preached and taught and shared the truth of Jesus. Yet, we will give praise, honor, and glory to you. Because all of our strength, all of our wisdom, all of our knowledge comes from you. And we give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. We just praise God that we have the opportunity of coming together. I, uh, I, I told my brother uh, this evening, he came by the house. They're leaving early in the morning. And as they were leaving, I, he said, well, what did you hear about the services yesterday? And I said, everybody thought they were absolutely fabulous, wonderful. It was a great celebration time, brought honor to mother. And he said, well, what about my preaching? I said, I only heard one comment. He said, what was that? I said, that person said to me, he's longer-winded than you are, Brother Mac. <laughs> he looked at me, and he kind of looked around. I said, you ought to be. You've been preaching longer than I have. So <laughs> we praise God. And he has. He, start, he was 17 years old when he, start, when he took his first church. So he's been doing it a long, long time, even though he's six years younger than I am. Folks, we love you. Yes, ma'am. <coughs> Amen. Amen. That's for sure. Our very best friend. One that we can just talk to about anything, Miss Helen. And you know, he always listens. He always, he always has time to hear, and he always listens. Any other word than that? Yes, Miss Linda. There is a list, some of you are aware, and some are not, evidently. There is a list laying on the table back there of all of the active police officers in Rogers, Arkansas. Now, there's some of them have names out beside them saying they're praying for them. But there's a whole bunch of them that doesn't. And those young men and women 
They're putting their life on the line for us every day. I see my neighbor, Jared. He crawls in that squad car and leaves all hours looking after me, keeping me safe. And I praise God for him. So if you don't have anyone, or if you just have one or two, put your name beside some of them. You can pray for more than just one. And they would love it. I told Jared that we, we were praying for him, and he actually cried. We told him that we're praying for him. So you just be in prayer. Get some of those names, and you pray for those guys. Whether they know you're praying for them or not, it doesn't matter. You pray for them. God will bless them. Keep them safe. Any other word? Okay, that sounds good. You got the sign up sheet back there, right, Bill? Okay, get signed up. That's, that's going to be on Tuesday night, 6 30, right? Tuesday night, 6 30. We're going to be having the ladies and the men at the same night. That way, there won't be folks up here just by themselves, and that's good. We like that for sure. Any other word anywhere? Ladies need to sign up too, okay? Get ladies, get signed up for the Bible study, for sure. That's no doubt. Folks, we love you. We appreciate you. Continue to pray for us as we strive with all that is in us to seek God's face to lead you as God desires this church to go. We truly, that's our, that's our, that's our main goal is to lead this church just like God wants it to be. God bless you. Mr. Linda, pray us out of here, hon. Yeah.